I'm a handshake tater, I'm a spud with a plate. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter, I don't put up a cough. I'm doing the best I can. The Tontayator, don't be hated. Welcome to the Trump Tater Podcast. I'm Jamie Renda and excited to be here on another beautiful Tuesday morning um, in, a, in this great country of ours. Even with all the things that are happening right now, I still think we're just a, a miracle to, to be in such an a incredible country. So we have to do our part in trying to keep it the incredible country that it is and uh, and that's not losing hope and not getting negative but remaining optimistic of uh, what the future holds in store in a lot of ways maybe this is a good thing because you know you, you tend to think take things for granted um, when life is so good and uh, in life you know for the most part you know in my lifetime um, not saying that we don't have our individual struggles and that there hasn't been some complexities and some wars because there has been, but for the most part, um, life has been really, uh, incredible. Uh, I'm 50, you know, I'm in going to be 56 soon. So for my lifetime, I think for the most part, most Americans have, have lived in, uh, just with the incredible technology and advancements and, and uh, medical advancements, um, the fact that we have really up until just this past year with coronavirus and the poor way it, it was, uh, I shouldn't say poor way because I really think Trump did an incredible job, but he had so much opposition working against him and so many people wanting to shut down the economy and everything that uh, is going to have such lasting impacts on uh poverty poverty levels throughout the world but uh anyway there's no perfect way to have handled it but prior to that i mean we were making such incredible strides on overcoming world hunger and uh taking people out of poverty and so anyway there's still so much to be grateful for so i just wanted to kind of start out on a positive note that uh even with all the you know the things that we may talk about today that we need to reflect on the beautiful things in the world around us and, uh, and make sure that we're enjoying our families, enjoying, um, the opportunity to work if we have that opportunity and also just enjoying the beautiful creation of the world around us. And so I, I happen to be lucky enough. And as most of you who listen to the program, I believe are from Utah, that we have beautiful mountains that surround us that, uh, right now are, are covered with snow and and uh, grateful for that additional moisture because we certainly need it and we need a lot more of it. So anyway, uh, I was just thinking, make a kind of a shift here of uh, back in October, Nancy Pelosi uh, was being interviewed by Wolf Blitzer, which just this interview just shocked me every way and then some, mainly because Wolf Blitzer was really kind of letting Nancy Pelosi have it. And uh, on not negotiating and not taking President Trump's 1.9 trillion um, coronavirus aid relief package, and at that time, that Trump had to get very creative and try to offer some relief in the uh, ways, most unilateral ways that he could. But uh, at that time, you know, Nancy said she was being a tough negotiator for the, everything else. So we're talking October, November, December, January. Now we're into February, almost four. Four months later, of course, they did, you know, pass a, a stimulus package into December. But then Nancy went, made it very known at that time that it was all about politics. But she's sitting there on her high horse with Wolf Blitzer talking about how how much she cares about the American people. And he's kind of going back at her, you know, on, you know, American people need help now. And uh, at one point she kind of snips at him and said, don't you think I know that I'm, we're the ones that are feeding the people. And uh, I think I've mentioned this before on my program, but that little comment just resonated to the point that uh, it just really disturbed me to think that these elite politicians 
feel that somehow that they pull our strings to the point that uh, we're going to beg for the uh, for the very substance to continue to live, you know, being fed. And uh, so anyway, I'm not minimizing that because there's many people who are in great um, peril right now and that are needing to go to food banks and uh, and get other help uh, to be able to feed them and their families. But it's just a horrible place to be in. It's a horrible place to be at the mercy of people like Nancy Pelosi to make sure you can pay your rent or provide food for your families. And so anyway, um, you know, and it's, you know, now Joe Biden, Mr. I'm the man with the plan on this coronavirus. And he comes in all of a sudden, you know, we've been at this eight months now with, with Trump, eight, nine months. And uh, in that eight, nine months, uh, we've managed to keep our economy going better than most countries have. And on top of that, we created two, uh, two vaccines. And so lots happened in those eight or nine months. And if you look at the countries, um, sorry, not countries, but states that are under Republican control, uh, those have definitely fared much better than the Democratic ones that have been so draconian in their shutdowns. And all of a sudden, even though the virus has not slowed down at all, all of a sudden these states that under Trump had to um, take away so many freedoms and shut down their economies and hurt their small businesses so much all of a sudden miraculously now that Trump, that Biden's in office, they're opening up. But uh, Biden made it clear yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, sometime in the last couple of days, that uh, that this isn't a two-month fix, that we're looking at, you know, possibly late fall. So another, you know, eight, nine months. Um, and so I... In saying that, I, I was reading some local news this morning, and uh, there's a man that shot two people out of road rage. I don't know for sure what triggered this guy, um, and definitely he needs to be held accountable. It's a horrible tragedy for everyone involved, but it just made me think of how many people are kind of on the edge right now that uh, between the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the taking away of freedoms, uh, some of the draconian measures of free speech being uh, intervened, the the riots, uh, the race um, war to some degree, if if we want to call it that, on the Antifa and the um, and Black Lives Matter. I mean, some of the at least the racial um, conversations and then the election and everything else. I have to imagine there's just so many people. I mean, I even, again, I don't, I don't in any way condone what happened on January 6th. I definitely, again, believe it was both left and right wing extremists that were involved in planning um, that attack on, on our, our national capital. But I, I think of how many people were so easily triggered in the high emotions that are there. I think of people in the grocery stores that are yelling at each other and, just, you know, how much on edge everyone is. So I think we've got to find a way to kind of step back and, and find some coping skills, um, get online and look at meditation techniques. I mean, do what you have to do to make sure you're preserving your sanity and uh, and not just your sanity, but the way you're interacting with your family and your friends and the community around you, because I mean, just as I read different things that are happening, I just see that so many people are just right on the edge of um, of not behaving like maybe they would have a year ago at this time under because these are just not normal circumstances. So anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone that if you feel that you're kind of on that edge, uh, find some techniques to, to cope with life because I don't think it's going to get much any, any better for a while. So we have to be able to manage with what we're given and uh, manage it in a way that we're going to make <clears throat> the situation directly around us a better situation. <clears throat> that that we make it the most tolerable for our families, our spouses, the people that we work with, and uh, our neighborhoods, people who align with us politically. Let's let's try to do our part in getting through this in uh, 
the best way we can and with uplifting those around us. So anyway, I, I'm going to, the next couple uh, programs, I'm going to find some resources and some different talks or podcasts that I can direct people to that, um, again, Jordan Peterson, I've given him a shout out multiple times on this program, but, uh, if you haven't listened to Jordan Peterson, look him up on YouTube, and uh, I think he'll be a great resource on trying to figure out the life that we're currently in and how we can maneuver through it. So we'll be back in just a minute on the Truncator. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. I'm kind of going to jump um, towards one of the men, jump into the story of a man that was arrested for his part in the U.S. Capitol uh, attack. And uh, and again, I'm not for sure. I, I look at uh, what President Trump, you know, on this impeachment and uh, in the way it's moving forward. And it's definitely, in my mind, a political move to, to try to destroy Trump as they have for the past four plus years in his family. Now I can see where some of the capital, um, the people that were there felt like they had maybe marching orders to do something drastic. And I don't think, I don't think ever in any, in anyone's uh, mind did uh, president Trump ever 
say, come loaded with weapons and crawl over and scale walls and attack police officers to push down barriers and break into the Capitol. So in saying that, do I feel that some people felt they should protest and make their protest heard in such a way that uh, they got the attention? I do. I feel like that that was definitely, you know, something that uh, I could see where they they took the, their marching orders in that way to 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 have a a protest that can be heard but in in no way in my mind do i ever feel like president trump encouraged people to take the steps that they did on january 6th so in saying that i'm going to read this man he is he was one that threatened uh, oac to assassinate her and uh, went in, but uh, the the reason I'm pointing this out is his what he's going to testify to Congress. Now I totally understand these people are trying to save their lives. They're trying to not go to prison for the next ten to twenty years of their lives, not have everything in their lives changed. But uh, this, to me, is almost that brain uh, washing mechanism. Um, he said, I was in D.C. on I, I was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th because I believed I was following the instructions of the former president and that he was my president and commander in chief. His statements also had me believing the election was stolen from him. Nevertheless, I fully recognize Joe Biden is now the president of the United States and the election is over. Donald Trump is no longer my president and I would not have any reason to continue to follow his lead. While I never intended to harm Congressman Ocasio-Cortez nor harm any members of the Capitol Police Force, I recognize that my social media posts were completely inappropriate. They were made at a time when Donald Trump had me believing that American election was stolen. I want to publicly apologize to Congressman Ocasio-Cortez and the Capitol Police officers. I've always supported law enforcement, and I am ashamed of my comments, uh, which I agree <laughs> that... Uh, a lot of that apology is definitely necessary, but it's the part, you know, uh, that I, I think that the Democratic congressman and the likes of Mitt Romney and and uh, some other Republicans wanted to kind of hear from this man and others like him, putting the blame off on President Trump and uh, and on this stolen quote stolen election and. Anyway, they they have just masterminded uh, being able to prevent us from talking about the ethics of this election and uh, in things that we should be contesting. And I and I get why this man issued the statement he issued, and I understand totally what he's doing here. He's he's trying to to save and preserve his life, and I get it, but. Uh, I just feel like that's where we are. I mean, in the sense of trying to um, deprogram us as supporters and deprogram us from uh, from trying to challenge an election that definitely was filled with so many inconsistencies and so many problematic um, things that took place that were not that normally did not take place in elections. So I just see his statement is very deprogramming of a Trump supporter. And, uh, and I, my heart goes out to those that are that, uh, especially those people that did not go there with the intention of committing any criminal behavior and got caught up in the crowd mentality and uh, behaved in such a way that uh, they normally wouldn't have behaved. And so, again, that goes back to the beginning of my program that I just feel like between coronavirus, between racial um, riots and and uh, our cities this summer being attacked and burned by Antifa and the attacks on law enforcement, um, the attacks on small businesses and our jobs being, our businesses being closed or being limited on where we can go um, and freely maneuver in, in the world around us. I mean, so many things. So 
I hope that that's all taken into consideration on those that uh, did not go there with the intent to to cause a riot. But his statement just kind of caused me concern, not because I don't understand why he's making it, but because I just see that statement being made in that deprogramming of those of us who supported Trump. And uh, so anyway, I, I would imagine they have a lot of negotiations going on with some people like this gentleman um, in trying to turn them on President Trump and blame him for their behaviors on what took place on on uh, January 6th. So um, some good news. I was talking last night. My congressman is uh, Congressman Blake Moore, and he's been very receptive and, and working with me on some issues that I'm very passionate about here. And one of them is on our homeless population here in Ogden. And the other one is on racial outreach and, and trying to find and um, trying to make that change. You know, we live in Utah, which only has 1.7% black Americans. Um, but even in Utah, no matter where you live at, that should be a focus of us in the Republican Party is this outreach to black Americans in the Republican Party, because this is how we change our country and it's how we change our political system and it's how we fix the real problems that we're facing here in America and help lift people out of these communities of despair where they don't have educational choice for their children and uh, job opportunities. They haven't experienced the entrepreneurship that America has to offer um, in our capitalistic environment. I guess, um, financial uh, operations that we have here. And uh, so anyway, this if, if we can reach out to, to black Americans, share with them our ideas and our how we feel our policies would better uh, solve the problems that they face. Specifically, I mean, the most important one is educational choice. And I fear that the educational choice that we have made so many uh, – uh, leaps and bounds as far as being able to give parents true choice in charter schools, uh, homeschooling opportunities, of uh, other opportunities that allow you out of a bad situation or to find the best situation for your children are going to be in jeopardy right now under the Biden administration. So it's kind of a wait and see but uh, of what's going to take place and uh, how they're going to implement because you have to understand one of their, their main focuses is deprogramming Trump supporters or people with mindsets like we have. And a lot of these people uh, – homeschool their children or opt on some charter schools. So I'm sure that that's going to be something that they're going to be looking at. So this educational choice that we've made so many um, in uh, inroads in, and as far as giving parents choice, uh, I fear are going to be kind of taken away from people that um, have been able to experience this, but specifically in, in communities of color, that uh, in these inner cities, they have not had educational choice. And that is what we need to join together to make sure we keep educational choice and continue to spread uh, this throughout multiple communities, uh, because this is really the way that we can fix um, the world around us is by giving every parent a good, uh, a good opportunity to choose the best schools for their children, the safest schools for their children, the ones that will challenge them and meet their needs. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater in just a minute. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A tornado described as large and extremely dangerous by the National Weather Service in Birmingham, Alabama, left some people with serious injuries and caused significant damage throughout Jefferson County and surrounding areas Monday night. About 13 miles northeast of Birmingham, the city of Centerpoint saw quite a bit of damage from the storm. That's according to Centerpoint Mayor Bobby Scott. 
The United States has reported its first known case of the COVID-19 P1 variant, first detected in Brazil. The Minnesota Department of Health confirmed the case on Monday. The so-called Brazil variant is thought to be more transmissible. It is not known whether it's more severe. Sam Vigil, a New Mexico man, has sued the sanctuary city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, for protecting his wife's murder suspect. Luis Romero, a three-time deported illegal immigrant and alleged gang member from Mexico, has been in federal custody in Texas and charged with murdering Vigil. USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. President Trump on Monday established an official post-presidency office in Palm Beach County, Florida, to oversee his affairs. A statement from Trump's office said the office of the former president will be responsible for his correspondence, public statements, appearances, and official activities. The federal government, the largest purchaser in the world, is changing the way business gets done. USA Radio News' Jeremy Scott reports. The president signed an executive order Monday to revitalize America's manufacturing industry. Under the previous administration, the federal government contract awarded directly to foreign companies went up 30 percent. That is going to change on our watch. The executive order directs the federal government to increase its purchases of American-made goods and remove loopholes. Today, I'm taking the first steps in my larger Build Back Better recovery plan that invests in American workers, unions, and businesses up and down the supply chain. About 540,000 factory jobs have been lost since last February. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. I have some good news. I have a Trump Tater Award to give out, and this may seem Uh, I'm going to give it out to two Democrat senators. So first of all, I think the main focus that we really need to focus in on, and I hope that we get it organized on a national level with the RNC or some think tanks or other political PACs, is we need to find two senators and eight to 10 congressional leaders uh, to target to get them to change their party affiliation. And uh, or at least join the ranks. I mean, right now uh, we're just teetering with one, you know, one Senate seat of being able to give um, Republicans control of the Senate. So last night or yesterday, I'm not sure what time it happened, but, uh, you know, they're debating this. Who's going to have power because it's 50 50. But then Kamala Harris breaks the tie on that. So uh, it is now. The leader in the Senate is Senator Schumer, and uh, Mitch McConnell is kind of doing a co-lead on that, but he's the senator, Senate minority uh, leader. But um, And so they, they were trying to undo the filibuster, but we had two Democratic senators that came out and confirmed that they are going to oppose the end of the filibuster. And uh, the two senators... Our Senator Minchin from West Virginia and the Senator, I'm trying to think of her name, from uh, Arizona, the Democrat Senator from Arizona first. She's kind of been interesting to watch because I thought when she was first elected, she was going to be this ultra liberal. Uh, Kristen Cinema, I think that's how you say her name, and Joe Manchin. So uh, Senator Cinema from Arizona and Joe Manchin from West Virginia both signal that they will not support abolishing the filibuster. So one of these two, and there's a few others in the Senate, too, that we need to look at who their constituency bases are and uh, and where they kind of lean on their vote. Uh, if they could be a moderate Republican or a 
more liberal Republican. But if we could turn one or just one person in the Senate, that's all we need is one person. Actually, we need two because we've got to protect the, the moron mint margin here. So we really need two seats. But uh, if we could at least get one and maybe two of these senators to change their party affiliation. In the House, we need anywhere, depending on how these last three seats turn out, because I think right now it's 222 to 210, and there's three seats that are not determined yet from my latest understanding. Maybe they've been solved by now. But uh, even if the Democrats get all three of those, then we just need to get eight Democrats uh congressman to switch parties i know that sounds like a but i mean that's we've got to do one of the two either the house or the senate to stop some of the craziness that's ahead of us and in doing that um i mean i would be all for uh if senator uh senator mention mansion i think that's how do you say his name brian my senate is it mansion or mention mansion um were to convert to republican and be a liberal republican uh, that we ensure him that we're going to support him um, in his upcoming election in two years and that uh, let him become, spe- uh, you know, the majority leader. I mean, I don't want to keep Mitch McConnell um, as the leader of the of, of the Senate uh, from the Republican Party. I would be just as happy with Senator Manchin, I believe. And uh, I think that would give a lot of confidence to Americans that uh, it's a little bit more balanced leadership having if Senator Manchin would consider doing that. So anyway, that's just my, how do we save America? I lay in bed at night thinking, how do we move on? How do do we fix this quagmire that we find ourselves in? And I think part of that is finding someone who is more fair-minded on the left and, uh, and making some type of arrangement with them to giving them some the leadership in the Senate if they made that choice. And so I would like to see that happen. I think that that would probably instill a lot more confidence that we're not going to be led by the extreme left. And uh, so anyway, that's that's my solution in the Senate. There's eight seats in the House that we need to target. Uh, yesterday, after I was thinking this, and I read an article last night, I believe it was on the blaze, of 28 um, Democrats that live in very vulnerable districts. That uh, And so out of those 28, again, we need to pick the ones that lean closest to our ideolo- ideological, well, I can't say that, beliefs, and um and that could be defeated uh, in their in their districts and find eight of them that would, uh, again, join the Republican Party. Um, so anyway, that's that's my solution on how we move forward. So my Trump tater of the day would go out to these two senators um, that are standing in uh, Senator Schumer, Schumer's way and in this extreme left um, leadership in the Democratic Party to prevent them from doing away with the filibuster. And uh, so this will perhaps save us from some really crazy things that are ahead. But I think we need to take it one step further and try to negotiate and find a way of, of convincing one of these senators to join the Republican Party, thus giving taking the leadership out of Senator Schumer's hands and putting it into someone else's hands and uh, preventing the crazy things like D.C. becoming a state, this small little population of people and uh, land area that was never intended to be a state uh, of having two senators, which would most 100 percent, you know, go towards the Democratic um, Party. And then then I think their goal is some of our um, other territories uh, of becoming states as well to increase the Senate majority in the Senate. So we've got to we've got to prevent that from happening. And again, I think um, I'm not sure who it was yesterday that came out wanting to support uh, packing the Supreme Court. Um, so we've, I mean, this is essential that we that we find somebody, one or two people like these two senators to really work with and perhaps convince on changing their party in order to uh, to prevent some of the things that they're wanting to march forward on. So I was thinking also, 
and jump forward because uh, Biden has now been, um, oh, I guess, designated the the president who's implement, implemented the most uh, executive orders in first week in office, and he has done that. So one of the things that he has done is he has changed President Trump's policy on transgender people serving in the military. Now, I am not judging in any way transgenders and uh, transgender people. I, I have great compassion for uh, the struggles that uh, they go through in their lives. But I just want to talk about all the different things that prohibit someone from serving in the military, because the list is long. If you have different medical issues, uh, flat feet is still keeps you from serving in the military. If you've had ADHD and or bipolar, um, and again, you know, the people who are transgenders, they're, they're on really <clears throat> incredible um, medications, and they have to stay on those medications um, for their life. And uh, so anyway, uh, there's a lot of reasons why they don't let people in the military that need that need to be on medications that if they weren't on those medications that could really impact their lives and uh so that's one of the reasons we um, we have put certain guidelines in on the military service of what health things can impact the readiness of our military. Somebody who has extreme, um, oh man, my brain is just really hurting today. Uh, eczema, I think that's how you say it. Um, eczema, is that how you say it, Brian? Yeah. Anyway, where you, where your skin really breaks out and rashes, uh, they can't serve in the military. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's so many different things that uh, prohibit someone from being able to serve in the military, not because we don't value those individuals, but because our military is set up to be ready and to to be able to deploy and to be able to function at the highest possible um level that they can. And so they, they've pinpointed certain things that could impact that readiness uh, as far as health issues. So I can't imagine any of those health issues being more detrimental than somebody who is transgendering or has transgendered and the ongoing treatments that they have to, to have. And again, not placing any judgment on transgender people. I'm just looking at it from a, a military standpoint on what they have put as criteria of serving the military and why we're overlooking this medical um Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. 
We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Well, I got I got cut off on my my last. I thought I was cut off, but I I just went silent and didn't finish my statement. But anyway, I just wonder these same advocates that are advocating for transgenders to serve in our military are going to advocate for all the other people who are prohibited from serving in our military that perhaps they're um, that suffer from mental health issues or. Uh, suffer from skin disorders or mouth diseases or bad teeth issues. Um, I mean, the list kind of goes on on that. If we're going to advocate for them too, is the military a, a, a social experiment or is it set up to to make sure that we have the most functioning uh, military uh, to protect our country? So anyway, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying if, if we're making an exemption there, we're going to go back and re- reevaluate all the other things that disqualify a soldier from serving. So on to a couple of other issues that I'll kind of just jump through here because there's quite a few, uh, <laughs> quite a few little stories out there that, uh, that I think we should just kind of give a, a minute's uh, notice on is um uh, is the uh, Senator uh, John Roberts is refusing, it looks like, to serve as the person heading the impeachment trial. So that's going to, you know, starting off right off the bat, uh, uh, off the bat, and that if Trump challenges the impeachment, um, which he will, then it'd be interesting to see how the Supreme Court will roll on that. Um. Teachers, I mean, so many teachers across our country, and especially these Democratic states, are refusing to go back to work, uh, even with vaccinations being given to them. And I just see that as, you know, we, all these, what if all the grocery store workers or what if all the people who drive public transportation um, or serve in, uh, in our medical communities, what if they all decided that they were going to refuse to do their jobs where we would be? as a society right now. So I, I, I just am frustrated that the teachers either see themselves as non-essential employees, and uh, maybe we should take a different look at it where teachers are in our society. I certainly don't see them as non-essential employees. And so for them to be, to use their bargaining position as a union um, to halt uh, starting kids going back up to back to school uh, I think it's just kind of irresponsible on their part and uh, again where would we be if if all these other essential jobs people just decided that they would quit and uh, because they could be in an increased health risk so anyway uh, no kudos out there for teachers in in these areas that are refusing to go back to work Uh, we have 
great teachers in, in Utah, and I want to give a shout out to the teachers here. We kind of go in and out of uh, whether we're open or not open, but I don't think it's based on teachers refusing to go back into the classroom as much as it is the criteria the health department's putting up there uh, for schools to shut down after so many cases. So let me... Um, <clears throat> Mike Lindell, I mean, he's been a fighter in this, and now his uh, Twitter's been permanently banned. His pillows have been taken out of Bed Bath and & Beyond and, and Kohl's and a few other retail places. So I want to give a shout-out. Please make sure you support Mike and buy a my pillow if you haven't already. Uh, we have four of them now in our house, and uh, I love them. Now, I like the one that's a little bit on the softer side, so you do kind of have to test it out. Um, but anyway, they are great pillows, and he has great sheets. And this is not a paid commercial for Mike Lindell. It's just somebody I, I think we ought to support the people who've been fighting in our behalfs, and uh, especially putting their monies, money where their mouth is and uh, putting their reputation out there. Again, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell in the fights that they're going to be having towards Dominion, make sure that uh, we continue to give support to them. Um, Todd Willer, this is one that almost left me here. He's the mayor of Portland that is just like chaos rain upon his community for months and months on end, who's let police officers and prohibited them from using tear gas or pepper spray on rioters and uh, police that have had people right in their faces with no mask on, telling them what worthless pieces of humanity that they are and have treated our police in such disrespectful ways. So Todd Willer is out eating dinner and he has a man confront him and the man is kind of following him out and harassing him. But uh, Todd Willer pulls out his pepper spray and sprays him right in the eyes. Then he throws him a, a, a bottle of water as he drives off. Uh, could you imagine if a police officer did this in Portland, uh, what the reaction would be? And uh, so, again, it's the, the elite mentality that uh, the rest of us can't be protected by the police around us to ensure our safety in our communities or our small businesses are being protected. Uh, but this man, and, and if a police would have behaved the same way, there would be such an outcry from the community. But uh, the mayor of Portland, Oregon, feels that he can pepper, pepper spray somebody in the face that is getting a little too much in his face, but our police officers have had to endure so much more throughout this entire eight-month time period. So anyway, I just uh, almost forgot that part there. Um, oh, where to go from here? There's so many. <laughs> so Lynn Wood, um, I haven't heard anything from Lynn Wood in some time, so I'm kind of interested in knowing uh, what's going on with Lynn. Of course, you know, he's been blocked from a lot of social media. Um, I kind of didn't know what to think of Lynn. I'd never really heard of him uh, prior to this election uh, and the contesting of the election. So my, my kind of judgment's kind of a wait and see on Lynn Wood. Kind of seems like a crazy man sometimes, but in the same time, the things that he puts out there um, are believable to me. So even though they're kind of crazy. So anyway, mine's a wait and see on Lynn Wood. But uh, if anybody, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep looking to see where he's at. But the reason I brought this up is Nick Sandman, who Lynn Wood represented in, and Lynn got him millions, millions of dollars. And he's still, Nick is still in the process of suing multiple media outlets. Uh, he has uh, cut his ties with, uh, with Lynn Wood. So I don't know where Lynn's at. I haven't heard much of him or Sidney Powell. But uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how this maneuvers forward with some of the lawsuits and things that they're trying to fight and if they're going to continue fighting this. If they are going to continue fighting, I hope that we can support them and see what comes out of, of these election um, lawsuits that they're trying to trying to resolve and find out what went wrong and what we need to change to ensure that we have a belief in our, the integrity of our election systems. Uh, on a on a quick note on social media, Twitter has announced a bird watch, and that is, I mean, it's basically just what it sounds like. You know, we're going to be watching our neighbors. We're going to be watching our fellow people that are out there tweeting and making sure that uh, 
that they're staying in the parameters. So we're going to, we're going to be ratting people out. They wanted, I don't know how else to look at it. I mean, I just see that we're being put in these precarious situations where we're supposed to tell on our neighbors or report people. And uh, now Twitter's, you know, putting the same thing out there. Not that these people haven't been out there already, because that's why so many conservatives are getting shut down. But the problem with their bird watch is that they're only allowing some people to do the bird watching and not others, which means it's the Republicans or conservative messages that they want people to bird watch on. Um, you know, Twitter was justifying child pornography on Twitter as not going against their standards. Yet uh, different conservatives uh, are not allowed on there and moderate conservatives even sometimes, too. So anyway, it's kind of interesting if it was a true balanced bird watch, uh, it'd be a little bit different. But it sounds like it's already launched and there's some people who aren't allowed to contribute and others that are. So time to move on to some other um, other things that. uh, that we can do our social media on. Let me see what I want to end on. I'm just going to end on a note again to take a, take a few minutes in the day to, to look at the beauties around you, to appreciate the mountains, uh, the birds. I have a tree right out my window here that birds are just constantly uh, landing on and eating the little berries off of. Um, Enjoy going on a walk with your spouse, your kids, or by yourself, and find some ways to cope positively in the best way that we can and set a great example for our children, our family, our employees, and others on how we can make it through this trying time and uh, uplift those around us. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater tomorrow and see what new things are are evolving daily. And uh, again, keep it positive and keep up the hope and faith. Thank you.